Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, message titled, Losing Jesus. Ooh, never a good thing, right? To lose Jesus. Then notice verse 50, it kind, of, it kind of turns. It says, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. I don't often understand what Jesus is saying either. And you know, as you, as you look at this, I'm glad that Mary and Joseph didn't get this. You know, because I don't always get it either. But I do know that God works everything together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose, even if I can't see it. I kind of have this attitude that I really need to understand it and I really need to be able to see it, God, because I don't want to go that way if, if it looks that bad. But the reality is, is, you know, even though we question God, we have to get before the Lord and sort those things out and, and realize that he's in control and that he has everything happening according to his will and plan, and that is the best plan for us. The other thing that this implies, and I think that this is really interesting for me as a Bible scholar and, and somebody who looks at Jesus' life and tries to dissect who Jesus is, is that Jesus was not too out of the ordinary. Why do we know that from this? Because if Jesus was constantly doing miraculous things or constantly doing crazy things, you know, like some of the apocryphal stories tell us that he was, you know, somebody made a bird out of clay and Jesus touched it and it became alive. Or, you know, it's just weird stories that, they, that are written about Jesus that aren't true. You know, you would, you would think that Mary and Joseph were like, what is the boy wonder up to now? What is he going to do next? I mean, we're always amazed at Jesus. No, it kind of gives you the impression that they weren't too amazed with Jesus. Uh, they weren't really impressed with him. I mean, they weren't unimpressed with him. Or maybe they were. But Jesus was just kind of an average kid. And then all of a sudden, one day, he doesn't show up when he's supposed to show up. And they're, they're shocked. If Jesus was always doing things out of the ordinary, this is what they would expect, right? That something crazy was going on. Jesus had some, maybe he disappeared. Maybe he's already at Nazareth. You know, who knows? Jesus is always doing something crazy. No, Jesus is just an average person. It's almost as though Jesus was making himself of no reputation. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that what Philippians chapter 2 says? That he made himself of no reputation? He was just the average kid. There was nothing desirable about him that you should want him. That's what Isaiah says about Jesus. Nothing out of the ordinary. He just keeping his head down and going through life, and then one day he just doesn't show up, and they're like, what's going on? And so, they didn't understand, they didn't get it, they didn't, they're like, what in the world is he talking about? Things have just kind of fallen into a normal routine with Jesus at this point in their life, 12 years later. Verse 51, it says that he went down to Jerusalem with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to, to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. So uh, Jesus, at this point, doesn't resist them, but just submits himself to them. And that's what he does for the rest of his childhood. He just submits himself to his parents. Again, nothing out of the ordinary now. It's just back to life as usual as a child within the family. And this is a, a, a great thing, because I, I think about Jesus, and, I, and you know, do you think Jesus was smarter than Mary and Joseph? 
<laughs> yeah, certainly. Even by this time, he was smarter than them. Do you think he knew better than them? Oh, absolutely he knew better than them. But why did he submit to them then? Because submission is a sign of character and a sign of strength, isn't it? Nothing worse than somebody who knows more than their boss unless their boss knows every day. But what a great character when you know you have a bright and intelligent person who's working for you and they respect you and they submit to you. How wonderful it is when a child submits to their parent. Even if they may know more about a subject or think they know how to do things better, but they submit. And it's a representation of Jesus and he is our example when it comes to submission in life. For a wife who may be more intelligent than her husband, and, and I would say, dare say, most probably are. And yet to submit to their husband because it's being like Jesus. That's, that's really what this is about. It's not about who's better or who's smarter or who, who knows more. It's about what God has established in his order within life and within his kingdom. And Jesus does this. He's a great example to us. She remembers these things, and it says this often, that she kept these things in her heart. This is, I think, the third time we've seen this phrase, that Jesus has kept these things in her heart as, as you know, the, the angel comes to her. And, and then, of course, the, what happened with the shepherds and what's happened with, with Simeon. I think maybe this is the fourth time. But Jesus, Mary keeps these things in her heart. She remembers so that later she could understand, possibly. Little did she know she would need this later so that she'd be comforted. Verse 52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. It, it, it makes sense, especially at 12, you know, he's going to grow in stature. You know, my boy certainly did. This last year was the year of growth. I mean, we're talking kids going from little to big, and now they're all like here, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to be outgunned here pretty soon. I'm still thicker than them, that's okay. But, but in wisdom, Jesus grew in wisdom, is that possible? We saw that in verse 40, something very similar, right? And, and now he's saying that he grew increased in wisdom. How could Jesus increase in wisdom? And, and, and even more so, how could he increase in favor with God? Isn't that weird? It, it's strange because Jesus, I mean, excuse me, the, the Father on a couple of times in, in Jesus' baptism and also at, at Jesus' transfiguration, he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Well, being well pleased in him would insinuate that he's done some things to make him pleased. And, and that's kind of an interesting thought. And, and, and maybe it takes it farther than we ever thought possible when we think in terms of Jesus being incarnate as a human, that he became a man. We kind of think of him being a man with all the God power inside of him. And yet Philippians chapter 2 kind of insinuates that he actually wasn't that. I mean, he was, but he didn't exercise that power and authority. In fact, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself, again, of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and be became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God is also, has also highly exalted him 
Also has I exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In this, Jesus becomes our example that we should follow in his steps. He became fully man. And we, now we read that in the creeds, you know, fully man, fully God. But, but we think those things are existing at the same time when in reality Jesus literally laid down all of his wisdom and knowledge and, his, and, and all of his power as, as God and literally became a helpless person, which is kind of mind-blowing to us. One, one, another passage that kind of creeps us out like this is in, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, where it says, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. To think of Jesus learning obedience. And, and yet if, if temptation had no pull on him, if, if none of those things were or affected Jesus or living this life ever affected Jesus, then truly how could he be our example? And yet he allowed them to. And he suffered everything yet without sin. He was tempted in all ways yet without sin. Why? So that he could be our example. And so that we could have a high priest, it tells us in Hebrews 4, who can sympathize with our weaknesses. And therefore, we can come boldly before the throne of grace for help and mercy in time of need. And so Jesus, just like any boy, grew, got taller, and grew in favor with God and with men, and grew in wisdom. The one thing I want to leave you with, and I'll close with this, is don't lose Jesus. We lose him, again, when we stop following him. But he never leaves us or forsake us forsakes us. So follow him, cling to him, and you'll always find him whenever you seek him. And I think that this, everything that's going on and all the stress and all the, the worries that we have with the current world we live in, no better time to say, okay, I need to seek Lord, the Lord afresh, seek the Lord anew. And maybe you haven't been doing that. How, how do I start? Just get alone with the Lord. Get alone with the Lord. Just open your Bible and just seek the Lord and say, God, I'm going to keep seeking you. I'm going to keep praying to you. I'm going to keep reading your word until I find you, until I sense you. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning, you've never turned your heart over to him. Then you don't even know what life is until you accept him. You don't know what it is to have your sins forgiven and, and to, to have the joy of the Spirit of God. And, and if that's you this morning, it's as simple as saying, yes, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I believe you died on the cross for me, that you were given as a sacrifice for me and that you rose from the grave. Put your faith in him and he'll forgive you of your sin and he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness and you'll be born again. Let's stand and pray. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.